Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Well, today is Vision Sunday, and uh, in a moment, I'm going to share our theme for the year and what uh, God has put on my heart, and it's something that's not just for me or not just for you or not just for our church, but I believe that it's something bigger, something that God has called us together as a church to impact our whole city. And so uh, we are really, really excited about that. And the, uh, the scripture that I'm going to share from is in Psalm 78. And I'm going to take a, a few uh, moments just to set the scene in terms of this psalm. Now, this psalm is 72 verses long. And so we're going to start in verse 1 and we're going to go verse by verse. We are not, okay? Some of you are like, is he, is he serious? Uh, you know, they're kind of like getting, oh, I've got to go, breaking up, sorry. Uh, we are not going to do that. But I want to give you an overview of this psalm. And this psalm is, it's a narrative and it's a recounting of much of the story of the people of the children of Israel and God. Now, they had a special relationship with God. God chose them. God called them. He set them apart as a nation and as a people. But the name Israel actually means one who wrestles with God. And you see in their story, it's always this wrestle. And they were in and they were out. And God does all these amazing miracles. And then they forget about him. And uh, all these stories that are part of their history, and then they just go back to their old ways. They just ignore him. They don't trust him, that he can care for them. And they don't believe in him and choose to partner with him in their whole lives. And this could be the condition of the people of the children of Israel summarized in, in Psalm 78, 22. It says they did not believe God or trust him to care for them. They didn't do that. They didn't believe that God was who he was. They didn't believe that his plans and purposes, his ways were the right ways. And they didn't trust him to look after them. They were always trying to put themselves first to look after their own needs. And that's not the way that God's called us to do. He's called us to put him first and trust him to look after our needs. And so this is it. And the purpose of the psalm is for us to learn from their mistakes. Now, I've got an interesting dynamic. I've got two uh, boys at the moment. Uh, one is nine years old and one is five years old. My five-year-old has a fascination for anything that is boiling or on the stove. And so combine that with high confidence and we're pretty worried, right? My, yesterday, my nine-year-old, we were making some toast 
And this was literally the conversation. We were standing there and he had a knife and he said to me, Dad, what would, I, what would happen if I put the knife in the toaster? He said, there's little bars. Would it, would it go red? And I said to him, son, the best way to find out what happens is by doing it. So let's do it together. I didn't say that. Why? Because one of the worst ways that you can learn, in fact, I'm reading this book at the moment. It's a a cool title. The book is called The Road Less Stupid. This is like serious. It's a a business book. It's about decision-making and thinking called The Road Less Stupid. And this book says one of the worst ways that you can learn is trial and error. So if we had to learn everything by trial and error, we would have maybe like this eye missing, um, you know, this finger missing, this part of our body kind of like uh, dang. This is not the best way to learn. Learning by experience is different. But if we learn everything by trial and error, so instead, you'll be happy to know, instead of saying just jam that knife in there, man, just like just get in there, get it done, learn your lesson and move on. This is part of me as a Father toughening you up, getting you ready for life. I didn't say that. I said, hey, mate, actually what will happen? It won't get hot. You'll get electrocuted. See that, how it's plugged in? And then, you know, you'll probably die or we'll have to take you to hospital. And so he he got that or I think he got that. I'll check in with you next week. This psalm is saying learn from others' mistakes. Don't fall into that same pattern where God does a miracle, where God presents this amazing story and then you forget about him and then you go your own way and then you don't trust him. Then you just get start saying, well, I've got to look after myself. I've got to put myself first because I've got things to get done. But if we're honest, myself being the first hand that's up, we all do that. Who's done that? That God has done an amazing thing. He's done a miracle and we've forgotten about him. We've forgotten and we've said, okay, God, thanks for the boost. Thanks for getting me where where we've gone. But I got it from here, God. Like I'll, I'll take the wheel. All right. And we all do that. This is why it's the pattern of humanity. But this whole psalm is saying, Three things, three things that they're saying in the psalm and three things that God is saying to us as a church. The first thing is celebrate the miracles, celebrate the stories, celebrate the provision. And, you know, we've got so many miracles, so many stories, so many things to celebrate in the life of this church. Uh, In the time that we've started, we call them stories of renewal, God bringing new life to things that are broken, that are damaged. And we've seen marriages restored, minds renewed, tumours dissolved, cancer defeated, heart conditions healed. These are live stories from people that you can talk to and people that we know. This was a testimony that came through um, that I've shared uh, last year. Um, from Peter Church, who's a, a relative of the church family here, and she's just moved to Kingaroy. And her wonderful daughter, who's five years old, she has a Pax S1, 
a rare genetic syndrome, which I believe only seven other people in Australia have. Okay, so it impacts her development in a significant way. And so uh, one Sunday uh, when she had just started coming, I said, hey, is there anything I could pray for? And she said, I would love for you to pray for Bethany's toileting because uh, she has other children and that is a challenging for um, her as a five-year-old. And so she sent this um, email through uh, the next day. Uh, she was just uh, one of the first weeks she'd been at church and she sent it through to, to Steph. And she said, hi, hi, Steph, I don't have the pastor's contact. However, could you please pass on the progress of his prayers over Bethany last Sunday? She has a rare condition, Pax S1, and is incontinent in nappies and chronic constipation. We weren't even sure if she sensed the urge to need to go to the toilet, and with her constipation ongoing, toilet training has been put to the side until we get that balanced. Well, praise the Lord, last week since prayer, she has been wanting to sit down on the toilet and wee multiple times every day. I very rarely lay her down to change her nappy as she wants to be on the toilet. I can't describe how ecstatic this makes me as another giant leap towards her independence. Lol. I could go on, as Bethany has been a pure joy and blessing on her family and those she interacts with, breaking down assumptions and barriers around what disability is. My deep belief is that once God is done with her blessing others in this way, she will be fully restored to continue being a blessing in God's way and God's timing. Come on, can we give the Lord a round of applause for that? We have seen so many stories, so many lives changed. Uh, two weeks ago, we had baptisms, our third lot of baptisms. And uh, Lou was one of the people that got baptized. And this is part of her story that she shared. And I thank you for your courage, Lou. said, God came to me when I wasn't even searching for him. I was trapped in hell, literal hell. I feel like there was no way out. It was weird. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, I started speaking to God and writing to him and praying to him, even though I didn't understand him yet. I had never prayed before in my life, and it was very strange for me. Isn't that powerful? God meeting people that perhaps don't even know how to search for God, or but by his grace. Another testimony from Brock from last year. He says, I used to try and place my identity in things that didn't last and only gave me temporary happiness. I can say that my identity is in God and that I am a disciple of Jesus and by surrendering my life to him, it is the happiest and most peaceful I have ever been. These are the stories that, of people that we know, people that we love, People that God is working in. He's not finished with them. He's not done with them. It's not like, check, all their problems disappear. There's never a, a, another thing that happens. But these are genuine stories and miracles of lives being transformed. And as a church, we believe that God wants to change us and transform us from the inside out. It's the way that He works. The other way is just rules. It's just um, playing, 
playing the game, playing the Christian game, but there is something that is passionate that God puts within us to stir us. And God wants us to celebrate these miracles, not just go, oh, next. He wants us to sit in that moment of honouring him, that there is no way this could have happened in our own strength, but it's but the life, the new life of Jesus Christ. Another, uh, I'm going to invite Matt uh, to come up the front. And uh, Matt's just going to share a little bit about uh, his journey in the church and what God has done in his life. So uh, why don't you uh, give it up for Matt as he comes. Matt, just before you start, just tell us a little bit about what you do during the week and your, your wonderful family um, and... I was going to say something cheeky, but I'll save it. <laughs> Thank you. I um I save lives financially during the week, so I try to put myself up on a pedestal. So I do work for a bank. So um, I do have the opportunity to help people um, each and every day, which is fantastic. Right? I am father to three beautiful children, who you probably hear every single time that we're here. Two of them are up the back now and one of them's kind of banished out the back, so I'm, um, I'm happy with that. Um, I need, gnomes you can bet, I need a bit of a time check, so I could speak about city lights for ages. Um, I think that's a pretty good problem to have because it just shows the amount of love and joy I have for this place. Uh, today I'm going to talk about three things, which is culture, personal growth and encouragement. Um, I've had the honour of speaking in front of you before, which was great for me to really share my experience and my, my growth within the church. So I'll start with culture. And we came to City Lights after a season in our lives where we, we kind of didn't fit in. And when I say that, we would go to churches and it would be Anna and the Loth family. It was never Anna and her ridiculously good-looking husband and three children. It was just, oh, there's Annalise. Um, I remember walking through the doors here at City Lights and it was it was reminiscent to an old Western. Like, you know, when the saloon doors open and everyone stops and just stares at you. But it was a good stare. It was, there was a look of excitement. There was a look of joy. It was like long-lost family coming home which was just fantastic. Maya Angelou wrote, The ache for home lives in us all, a safe place where we can go as we are and not be questioned. Such a fitting and truly exceptional comment that I think captures City Lights. Um, this is a community where the people sitting beside you become family. Um, to give you some context, my oldest son, Raf, I know some of you have heard this before, um, Rafa, who is now known as Raphael Dangeloth, so he's renamed himself. Um, there is a beautiful soul in that next room called Catherine. Now, I'm sure every one of us has met Catherine and just seen the sheer beauty that she brings to your lives. And my son and my other kids call her Grandma Catherine. Now, if that's not community, then I don't know what is. Um, there are so many people in this room that have become aunts and uncles to my kids, and for that I, I truly appreciate that. Personal growth, 
It's my second point. In my time coming here, I've been very fortunate to know people that are in all different stages of their journey. There are some powerhouse people of faith in this room and some that are on a relatively new journey. And I love the fact that that's the case here. We have some really, really strong people in their faith and we have people um, who, you know, I kind of put myself in that same boat where, you know, I'm still learning every day, every minute. Being around Pastor Andrew Beck, the Twinkies, the Petchels, the Steffs, my darling wife, just to name a few, there are so many people in this room that my, has helped my personal journey with my faith grow. It has grown as there is an incredible spark that has been reignited in myself to quench my thirst, that is to know God more, to live like him, to be like him, to be a child of God that he wants me to be. Uh, recently we had a team meeting at our house with the incredible kids ministry team and Steph led us in this thing called an imagination prayer. Now I've just kind of come in the back end because I put the kids to sleep and you know when you're thinking you just agree, yeah I know what we're doing. I had no idea what we were doing. I just went along with it and I went okay everyone's sitting down we're shutting our eyes I'll just I'll just pray. And from the moment I sat down and closed my eyes it was so evidently clear that Jesus was in my house. He was in my lounge room. And he told me things that I needed to hear, I needed to know, just reassurance that I absolutely needed. The most incredible thing is that after prayer time, we sat around our table and spoke about what visions came. What did, what did Jesus speak to you about? And Anna and I looked at each other and I couldn't get my words out because it was, as you get to know us, there's some stuff that's happened in our lives and Jesus was just reassurance. And... Anna had the exact same message with Jesus. We saw the exact same thing. How incredible is the power of God? Isn't that incredible? Finally, vision. We talk about vision for City Lights. So my vision is that we will not just grow in numbers, but for each and every one of us that our relationship with God will grow stronger. The way that I, I see this happening is encouragement. So there are so many fantastic opportunities that we have here in City Lights, whether it be working in that room with those beautiful kids, which is the future of our church, standing on the, on the front door, welcoming people every Sunday, being those beautiful faces to greet people in, the hospitality team, the worship team. I'm sure we can find other things, right? But there's so many opportunities for you to be a part of this church. And with that, I, I incredibly encourage you to do that because the more that you grow the more that City Lights will grow. Yeah, that's good. Thank you so much for letting me have a chat. Thank you. Thank you so much, Matt. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that, that God met him and Anna and we're so grateful for their, their family and all of the families in our church. The first thing that we need to do that the psalm is saying is don't forget the miracles. Don't forget the stories. Don't just move on. Bring them to your mind. The second thing is that God is calling us to keep believing. What does that mean? To keep in faith. What does that mean? It means dependence on God. We are a church. We are depending on God. We had to depend on God when you're, when you're really, really small and you have nothing. But, you know, as we've grown... We're still depending on God. A, a picture as I've been praying is God just leading us by 
the hand. God just showing us. When we believe in God, we have faith. We have dependence on God. But the other thing that we do is we get God's vision and we get God's perspective and we get God's heart for people. We get the focus off ourselves. Really easy to do. You know, we've all got, you've got legitimate things going on in your life. You've got legitimate pressures. But I want to say with a huge smile on my face that you are not the focus of your life or you shouldn't be. That when you put your life in the hands of Jesus, when you put your hand, your time in the hands of Jesus, when you put your energy, when you put your emotions in the hands of Jesus, what can Jesus do with it? What can he do with it? But sometimes we're holding on so tight to what we've got on to our problems. But God says, put me first. Get my heart for people. Allow your heart to be impacted, to be tender, to be soft. Allow others, other people's, what's going on in their life, not to bring you to a place of worry, but to bring you to a place of prayer and intercession. And say, God, I want to, be, I want to partner with you to be part of the solution. And that's the second thing. The third thing is this. The third thing is that we trust God to provide for our needs. This is the biblical model, Matthew 6:33. It says, "Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and I'll provide your needs." Everything that you know, and we get that the other way. We put ourselves first and give God the scraps. He says, "Put me first." Bring me into your situation. Commit your family to me. Commit your time to me. Put me first. Allow me to work. Partner with me. And then I'll look after you. I'll care for you. I'll be your shepherd. I'll be your leader. And so this is what, if we can go back here to that past one, says, so each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles. And obeying his commands. Just leave that up. This is what God is calling us to do. Not forgetting, but setting our course on who he is and what he wants us to do. And so this is the background, those three things. But there's one phrase in this psalm that God spoke to me about, maybe about five or six months ago, and said, this is the theme for our church for 2022. And it's this one here, this next one that says this. And they said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? In this situation, this question was a question that lacked faith because they were saying God cannot provide for us. The people of Israel brought out of Egypt on their way to the promised land. They were in this wilderness area and they said can God provide and the answer was they were thinking was no he cannot provide he's left us but what God was stirring in my heart and he wants to stir in your heart is to say God can provide a table in the wilderness and this is our theme for 2022 here it's table in the wilderness and let me break this down for you 
what captivated my heart and imagination is this word table. In our church, there are three images to help you understand our church. And you've got those on the next slide. The first is the family table. I'll come back to that. The second is for you to thrive. And Matt was talking about our heart is that we grow big people, that we grow strong people, that people are thriving spiritually, that the energy, the life that we have is not manufactured, but it comes from a spiritually growing personal relationship with God and with others. And the third is that we share the city, that we share. And so when I heard this phrase and the Holy Spirit began to speak into me about the family table, the family table is the starting point. It's a place of belonging. This is where we meet God and community. That God, we don't come in and God says, okay, here's a checklist of all the things that you need to do, all the things that you need to fix. He doesn't say that. He just says, have a seat at the table. Just join in. Let's get to know each other. Let's grow together. Let's go on this journey together. And so going back there to table in the wilderness, thanks, Matt. That idea of a table, but here's the thing. What if this table is not just here, but we could perfectly position this table by the grace of God to meet people where they need God the most. And that's the wilderness. And so this idea that in times of transition is what the wilderness means, transition in times where there's a stirring, in times where God is moving us and moving things and getting people mobile, that in those times, sometimes they feel difficult, that we as a church could be perfectly positioned as a place of belonging, as a place of relationship, as a place where people can start that journey, can come as they are and start that journey with God. This is our heart and our vision. So let me put it this way. We want to welcome people who are restless in their souls with open arms and a seat at our table. The wilderness, as I was praying through this, I was saying, God, what is, what is it about the different people that God has sent us? They don't look the same. They're not the same age. They don't have the same background. And God was saying there's something that is uh, The same about all of that is that I've began to stir them. There is a restlessness within them. There is something that is not satisfied by the world. There is something that is not satisfied by their previous experience. And I have used that to bring them, not to leave them in a place of restlessness, to bring them into a place of belonging. And so this is our heart for this year, to welcome people who are restless in their souls with open arms and a seat at our table. And so there is uh, five things. What we want to invite you to be a part of with us and join together is to help us set the table. 
Because we want, when people come in, we want to say, hey, we're prepared for you. We're ready for you. We've thought about you. We've prayed for you. We're creating an atmosphere of belonging. We're creating a spiritually charged atmosphere where transformation can occur. Not by rules, not by conditions, but by the work of the Spirit gently leading each and every person. And so there's five things that we want to do this year to help set the table. The first is that we're on the lookout for a new venue. We believe that this place is not just, it is a place of community, but it is also a place of prayer. It's a place where people can come together. Uh, We see it having midweek uses. We see it being used um, to host people in the community. We see it being used as a place where we could uh, do hampers and and, uh, get people uh, to to bless our community. Uh, We see it as a place, uh, a couple of images that I've got here, uh, love to have an indoor garden wall there, um, some industrial lighting, and that's the feel that we have. That's what we see. Uh, coffee and food, lighting, hanging plants, uh, kids, little playgrounds to capture those little munchkins as they run around. They can have fun. But also an atmosphere of the presence of God. Then when people walk in, there's like, there's something here that I can't quite put my finger on, but it's something that is peaceful and something that I know is different to what's out there. And so it's got air conditioning. Uh, we want a room that can seat at least 200 chairs, maybe more, good-sized ministry rooms, um, air conditioning, people hangout space. And so last year we started giving towards this and for our first ever offering, uh, you gave over $70,000, which is amazing for a church our size. Uh, And uh, so uh, in June we've got our next legacy offering. We're actively looking for this space, but this is part of the next season and us setting the table. The next thing is this, connect groups. Uh, We've talked about those, we've launched those, we've got a number These are places where you can grow spiritually. Even in a church this side, it's still a crowd. But we want you to have uh, environments where you can grow spiritually in relationship with others. And so uh, we can, at the end of the service, there's all kinds of ways that we can let you know what groups are starting, exist, and are going to be kicking off. So our groups are inviting spaces where significant relationships are built and people thrive spiritually. That's our vision. The third is this, and Matt spoke about it very briefly. It's healthy teams. The only way to impact our city is by building healthy teams. Do you know that if they're done right, being part of a team and serving in a team can be one of the most life-giving, energizing? Because do you know why? You and I were created to serve. So we actually have a vision for not just teams, healthy teams, how we can, uh, our teams can be servant-hearted, sustainable, and strategic. And so we want to invite you into those. Even right now, we've got two types of opportunities that are available. One is turn up and serve. Just, uh, you just turn up on the day on the welcome team, ushers, hospitality team, set up and pack down. You don't need to prepare during the week. You just turn up 
uh, with a heart to serve others and with willingness to serve. The second is this, get trained. Uh, We need some more baristas, a kids team, worship musicians and vocalists, and also AV and multimedia. So those are opportunities that exist now. And after the service, um, you can put an expression of interest in finding out more about those areas. And that is very important um, to us, to our heart, and what God wants us to do. The fourth thing is this. We call it City People Care. So uh, this year, we are going to, by the grace of God, give $10,000 to local partnerships and to partner with people that are already doing great things in our local community. And so a big focus of our financial generosity will be on that. And as God leads us in the right timing, we're also going to uh, be involved in different community projects. So that is one of the ways we're going to set the table and the fifth is this. This is pretty cool. Um, this year we are going to work. We're going to record one of our own worship songs. Now the reason that we're going to do this is that we believe that God puts within each and every local church a local church sound. He gives them an expression, a creative expression, which is for them, which is for their community, and we want to start to capture that sound. As a church, so that's something that we will be doing. So five uh, things that we're doing to set the table. And so here's our invitation to you. Our invitation to you is to join us and to make five commitments. Now I realise that for some of you, this is your first time here, and uh, you know, thank you for visiting. But for, for those who uh, call City Lights their home church, we want to invite you into five commitments. And just hold up just one second on giving those out. I'll let you know. Um, Just the next slide, please. Here they are. They're pretty simple. First is to join a group, to join a connect group, because that's a place where you can be spiritually sustained and spiritually grow. Second one is this, serve, to join a team. We believe that everyone can serve in some way. The third is this, is to give financially. Part of what needs to happen for us to have our own venue um, is that our weekly income needs to go up about $1,500. And you might say that that's a large amount of money, and it is. And God will lead us. How are we going to do it? Different ones of us choosing to partner and coming together bit by bit. And people saying, hey, I want to financially be part of this vision through tithes and offerings And I want to trust God that as I put him first, he will provide my needs. This is something that I know is true from the Bible. This is something that Beck and I have proven that it's true when we're in Sydney, both in corporate, on big money, and starting this church. When we we had uh, two and a half days income a week, God was faithful, and we've always put him first in our finances. The fourth is this, is to invite Now, yes, invite people to church, but also invite people who are in transition, who are in a wilderness season, who God is stirring something. Invite them for a coffee. Talk to them about Jesus. Invite them for a meal. Yes, bring them in, but there's all kinds of different ways that you can help and be part of bringing them on the journey. And the fifth is this, is to pray. 
all kinds of different prayers. And uh, I encourage each and every one of you, we have the prayer journal, which hopefully encourages and inspires prayer in your life. But we also want to invite you to pray specifically for our church and into this theme. In fact, up the back, we have a limited uh, number of these that we want to give to you, uh, just so that you can put that up in your, if you want to, in your um, house, and you can pray into that, a visual reminder that you can pray into the table in the wilderness, and it will inspire you to pray for our church, the mission of our church, the people that are in this in-between place that God wants to meet and connect with. So we want to encourage you to do that. Right now, there's a couple of people that are going to give out some cards and some pens. And uh, if we can go back to that next slide. They look like this. And uh, they say, love our church, win our city. This is an invitation for you to be part of what we're doing and the mission and vision of this church with these five commitments. And it says, I'm, part, I'm committing to be part of a city-winning church, which is our heart and our vision. And so, as I said, some of you are like, this is your, your, your new and um, no, that's okay. For those that uh, call City Lights their home, can I ask you to either do two things? One is to take that home, to pray about it, to pray into it. Uh, or just to, if you feel ready to do that, just to put your name there and put that in the, uh, in the offering box at the back so that we can grow the strength and the support that we have to do what God's called us to do. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Well, as they're uh, doing that, we're going to pray together. And uh, we're going to... Ask God to bless what he's put on our hearts. The three things that he was saying to the people of Israel in Psalm 78 are the three things that he's saying to us today. Number one, celebrate the stories. Celebrate the transformation. Number two, stay in faith. Get God's perspective. Get God's heart. Get God's vision. Stay in that posture of belief in the nature and character of God, in the purposes of God. And the third one is trust God to care for you instead of focusing on your own care. Saying, put Him first. Invite Him in. He's the one who will lead you to look after yourself. He is the one who will provide for you. He will give you that inner peace, which is a source of provision. So those are the three things. Let's bow our heads and let's pray together. God, as a church, we believe and we thank you for our community. We thank you for a a true sense of belonging and family. Lord, we thank you that your spirit is alive within us, transforming our hearts, causing us to thrive. And also, Lord, we believe that the product of that is that you are uniquely positioning us as a church to be a table in the wilderness. You are uniquely positioning us as a church that is there for people 
who are restless in their souls, who are in transition. Lord, no matter what they look like, no matter uh, what they do during the week, that Your heart is for them. You're calling us to go beyond ourselves, to look up, to go beyond our own circumstances and say, God, I want to be a part of seeing someone come to You and be added into our local community, into our local church. So God, we commit all our plans to You. And Lord, we take our resources, we take our time, we take our energy. And just like that boy with the loaves and the fishes in the, that gave you those, just that small amount, God, we give you what, I, what we have and we ask that you would multiply it in the name of Jesus. We ask that you would multiply it. And we thank you for that. God, we pray right now that your Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit would just energize hearts. This is not, we don't have to hype or psych ourselves up to do this, but it's your power that works within us. Right now, I just, uh, as I was preparing yesterday, I felt just to pray uh, for anyone here who is, has, a ch- has challenges with their energy levels, that God wants to restore that. And so if that's you, while the eyes are, uh, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, would you just lift up your hand so that I can include you in that prayer? Lord, we thank you, Lord, for those that are, are challenged in this way. Lord, this moment is not putting expectation worldly expectation but this moment is releasing the energizing power of the Holy Spirit God your word said and you said that you would give us power to be witnesses power to be witnesses the power wouldn't be our own power and so Lord right now we release that come on just receive that right now in the name of Jesus just receive that power right now Just receive that restoration right now. The Holy Spirit is working and moving all throughout this room right now in the name of Jesus. Restoration, restoration, restoration. God is restoring minds. He's restoring mental energy. God is removing blockages where things that you think about drain you. And God is restoring. He's renewing minds. He's renewing hearts. He's renewing relationships. Maybe there's a relationship that de-energizes you. God is saying, I'm bringing life into it. I'm bringing life into it in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for that. And we honour you for that. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, for being here with us today on this special day. Uh, As I said, up the back, we've got a limited edition of these. So if you'd like to take one and put that somewhere, um, don't, don't feel obligated. It's not like your child's craft from Kids Church. I am not going to be offended. You don't have to like, I've got to take one and then uh, scrunch it up and under the back seat of the car. Okay. But if you do want one of these, um, We've had these specially designed for you. Our heart is to encourage you and our invitation is for you to partner with us to make a difference in this city. God bless and uh, we will see you here 
next week we, our team's got some uh, food and some drinks so hang around and enjoy the time together Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.